On Wednesday, February 10th, Google deleted the LifeSite News channel from YouTube. The LifeSite News channel was active for about a decade and only ever got a warning after Joe Biden's election. With just over 314,000 subscribers and an average of 50,000 views on each of our flagship shows, and with some of our shows reaching over 2 million views, YouTube cancelled us. Since then, we've been deluged with questions about what happened, why it happened, and what we're doing about it. Well, this show will let you see exactly those clips we believe we were banned for by YouTube and let you decide for yourself if they were worthy of sanction. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We had our YouTube channel up for nearly a decade. There were 5,000 videos on it. One of those videos had nearly 9 million views, and plenty had over a million views. We were never even given so much as a warning by YouTube until Joe Biden was elected. The most important point to remember in all of this that is that with Joe Biden's presidency, the cancel culture went mainstream. It may sound like a bad joke, but we were first given warnings about strikes from YouTube for videos by a nun, a medical doctor, and a bishop. No joke. The final couple of strikes leading to our ban were for comments made by a vaccine expert and then for me quoting a bishop. Fox News's Tucker Carlson called it for what it really was last night. Listen to this. Your right to say and think what you want, to read and watch what you want, threatens them above all. Why? Because if you have access to information, you can form your own judgments, judgments that are independent of theirs. A free internet is their enemy. The moment they took power, they began a kind of counter-reformation against the free internet. They started the most sweeping mass censorship campaign in the history of this country, and it's accelerating even now. Yesterday, for example, Google pulled a pro-life news site off of YouTube. Why'd they do that? Simple. Google supports abortion. A lot of big corporations do. Children distract the labor force. If you're raising your family, you are not serving shareholders. Google doesn't want to debate on this subject, so they just shut the debate down. Hundreds of thousands of subscribers to LifeSite News will no longer be watching videos that question abortion because they're not allowed to. Strike number one that LifeSite got from YouTube was for a video we aired of a renowned Canadian doctor with extensive credentials who gave testimony to a city government hearing on COVID-19 measures in Western Canada back in November. He began his remarks, noting that what he was going to say would seem counter-narrative, so he wanted to establish his credentials, so that his remarks would not be sort of summarily dismissed. Listen. Thank you very much. Um, I do appreciate the opportunity to address you on this very important matter. Um, I'm, what I'm going to say is lay language and blunt. Um, it's counter-narrative. And so, so you don't immediately think I'm a quack. I'm going to briefly outline my credentials so that you can understand where I'm coming from in terms of knowledge base in all of this. I'm a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology. I trained at Cambridge University in the UK. 
I'm the ex-president of the pathology section of the Medical Association. I was pre previously an assistant professor in the Faculty of Medicine doing a lot of teaching. I was the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians of Canada Examination Committee in Pathology in Ottawa. But more to the point, I'm currently the chairman of a biotechnology company in North Carolina selling a COVID-19 test. And I might, you might say I know a little bit about all of this. So what did that Cambridge University trained specialist with credentials and prestige a mile long have to say about COVID and lockdowns, which were so offensive to the non-medically trained overlords at YouTube. Here's what he said in his testimony to the city council hearing. The bottom line is simply this. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. There is no action of any kind needed other than what happened last year when we got uh, felt unwell. We stayed home, we took chicken noodle soup, we didn't visit Granny, and we decided when we would return to work. We didn't have anyone need anyone to tell us. Masks are utterly useless. There is no evidence base for their effectiveness whatsoever. Paper masks and fabric masks are simply virtue signaling. They're not even worn effectively most of the time. It's, it's utterly ridiculous seeing these unfortunate, uneducated people, I'm not saying that in a perjurative sense, seeing these people walking around like lemmings, obeying without any knowledge base to put the mask on their face. Social distancing is also useless because, because COVID is spread by aerosols, which travel 30 meters or so before landing. Enclosures have had such terrible unintended consequences. They should, you, everywhere should be open tomorrow, as was stated in the Great Barrington Declaration that I circulated prior to this meeting. And a word on testing. I do want to emphasize that I'm in the business of, te of testing for COVID. I do want to emphasize that positive test results do not, underlined in neon, mean a clinical infection. It's simply driving public hysteria and all testing should stop unless you're presenting to hospital with some respiratory problem. All that should be done is to protect the vulnerable and to give them all in the nursing homes that are under your control. Give them all three to 5,000 international units of vitamin D every day, which, is, which has been shown to radically reduce the likelihood of infection. And I would remind you all that using the province's own statistics, the risk of death under 65 in this province is one in 300,000. One in 300,000. You've got to get a grip on this. Everyone acknowledges that the virus is real, that this is a problem. What this doctor and countless other doctors and medical professionals have said is that it's like a bad flu. 
And the proposal that COVID necessitates economy and social life killing lockdowns is a hoax which is being used to usher in a great reset dreamed of by elites of this world for decades. Our first warning from YouTube also came in November of 2020 for an episode of the Mother Miriam live show. LifeSite's daily show with Mother Miriam Moss, who's, by the way, a wonderful, joyful, traditional Catholic sister, very much in the mold of Mother Angelica. During a November 2020 show giving children Catholic Christmas, on, on giving children Catholic Christmas traditions, Mother Miriam mentioned those exact same concepts as Dr. Hodgkinson acknowledged during his testimony, that coronavirus is real but that it's more like a bad flu. And if more than anything else, it's being used as a hoax. Watch. COVID, coronavirus, COVID-19 is simply, um, is it real? It's real, but it's no more real than the annual flu is. And um, uh, it's been a hoax to bring in a new world order to, to the Great Reset Uh, to control us. The next strike we got from YouTube was over an episode of the Bishop Strickland Show, which airs weekly at LifeSightNews.com. The world-famous Bishop of Tyler, Texas, Joseph Strickland, has been one of the most outspoken defenders of faith, life, and family in the hierarchy. In a video which aired in December 2020, he said he would not accept a vaccine that has the DNA of aborted children in it. He acknowledged, of course, that the Pfizer vaccine does not have that, but he said that it was tested on a cell line that did include aborted children. And that's all absolutely factual information, uncomfortable though it may be for the leftists wanting to push the vaccine globally. Have a listen for yourself. My bottom line is, as I tweeted once, I'm not going to accept a vaccine that has the DNA of aborted children in it. Amen. That is um, the good thing about the Pfizer vaccine. It does not. It does not contain the DNA of aborted children. What did happen was it was tested on a cell line that did include the uh, Mm -hmm. aborted children. Interestingly, we went after YouTube with a lawyer's letter for giving us that strike, and they backed down and put that video back up. But another strike from YouTube came in response to my show with vaccine researcher and microbiologist Pamela Acker. Acker is one of the most knowledgeable people in the world on vaccines and on what goes into them. She is the author of a newly released book called Vaccination, a Catholic Perspective. Acker actually spent time in a vaccine research lab for nine months before encountering the ethical and moral issue of the HEK-293 aborted fetal cell line. Our conversation was one of the most enlightening but also most deeply disturbing interviews I've ever done for my podcast, The John Henry Weston Show. This is likely the show YouTube hated the most. Acker made clear some of the most disturbing facts about vaccines and their horrific connection to abortion. It's not only one or two aborted babies used way back in the 70s. It's hundreds, if not thousands. Moreover, the babies had to be healthy and over three months gestation 
so the researchers could harvest their organs. The babies also had to be alive for the harvesting, so these abortions had to be planned with tissue extraction in mind, much the same way organ donation happens. The Pfizer COVID vaccine does not contain remnants of the aborted babies in it, but was indeed tested on aborted fetal cell lines. However, the upcoming vaccines, such as AstraZeneca vaccine, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, both for COVID, there are remainders of these aborted fetal cell lines that end up in the vaccines themselves. And by the way, that's true of other vaccines like the rubella vaccine and the chickenpox vaccine. Have a listen for yourself. That's that's a fairly common thing to have quality control like that in the laboratory. So the testing with these aborted fetal cells may actually be ongoing in the production of these vaccines, because generally when you scale up production of vaccine beyond your research and development, you're going to use the same testing procedures to test the scale up that you use to test you know, your, your smaller batch, unless it's for some reason not feasible. But but this is a very feasible way to test this for these researchers. It's not a moral way, but it's it's very feasible because these cells have been optimized really for use in the laboratory. And they're they're almost ubiquitous in tissue culture research. Unfortunately, there's there's a lot of laboratories around the world that use these HEK293 cells and their specific products that are basically optimized for them to have ideal growth conditions. So there's a there's a whole industry based on these aborted fetal cells in, in basic science research that I think people people aren't super familiar with. So just to be clear, so both the COVID-19 vaccines, both the Pfizer um, and the Moderna, were both not only developed in its spike protein with HEK293, the aborted fetal cell line, but also in their initial testing. And now you're telling us, at least from this article from uh, Stacey Transkronos, uh, in, in ongoing testing currently for new batches. Yes, as, as far as I know, there is ongoing testing currently for batches. Um, that is not published in the literature per se because none of the none of the data like post the initial clinical trials has been published, but there there's substantial reason to think that this is going on. The Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, there isn't any uh, any aborted fetal material remaining in the vaccines because they're not actually cultured or produced directly in the aborted fetal cells. But with the AstraZeneca vaccine and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine for, for COVID, as well as the rubella vaccine and the chickenpox vaccine, there are remainders of these aborted fetal cells that end up in the vaccines themselves. So when you get this vaccine, you are actually injecting pieces of this individual who was murdered into your body. Sickening for sure, but absolutely factual information. Exactly the type of information that LifeSite News as a news agency should be providing. And yet the oligarchs at Google, which owns YouTube, have decided this shall not be revealed to the public. The final strike from YouTube, which brought down the LifeSite YouTube channel completely was my reading out of a tweet by Bishop Strickland on my show. Here's exactly what I said. Watch. And speaking of courageous bishops, I wanted to read you a couple of tweets from some of the most courageous bishops in the United States. In the wake of learning that many medicines are also tainted with abortion, so it's not only the vaccines, but many medicines as well, many of the most common medicines, in fact, Bishop Strickland has not decided, therefore, to give up and throw in the towel. Rather, he said, and I quote, Some may see this as a reason to surrender, 
No, we should uphold the dignity of human life more than ever. With one strong voice, we all need to proclaim, and then he said in all caps, we will not kill children to live, end quote. In response to media questions, YouTube has claimed that we were banned for putting out medical misinformation. And this is a complete falsehood, and we are pursuing legal remedy on that front. Just like when we were barred from Twitter for calling a biological male a male, we will continue to speak the truth and will not give in to the threats of big tech and the censors who wish to remove inconvenient truths from the public square. To show you how inane are the standards of what YouTube considers medically acceptable information regarding COVID, take a look at the COVID guru himself. Dr. Anthony Fauci has flip-flopped so many times on masking that it's embarrassing. Have a look. No, Closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And the fundamentals are not rocket science. It's universal wearing of masks, avoiding crowds, close the bars. They're gonna have to have a period of quarantine together with a second test. So we're really taking very seriously the potential for the influx of these types of mutants into the country. A lot of folks uh, are hearing now about double masking, wearing two masks or trying to get one of those N95 medical grade masks. Do you believe that that's a... You know, it, it, it likely does because I mean, this is a physical covering to prevent uh, uh, droplets and virus to get in. So if you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense that it likely would be more effective. And that's the reason why you see people either double masking or doing a version of an N95. There's nothing wrong with people wearing two masks. I often myself wear two masks. That, by the way, is the same Anthony Fauci, who opined that Holy Communion must not be distributed, but was not ready to ban sex with strangers. I wish I were joking, but it's true. Fauci, who, by the way, very much like Joe Biden, claims to be Catholic, in a May interview with the Jesuit magazine America, was asked if the Eucharist can be distributed in a safe way and responded with an emphatic no. I think for the time being, you just gotta forestall that, he said. Just a month before, in April, Fauci said it, it was tough to say whether it was all right during the pandemic to have sex with strangers met on dating apps like Tinder. But he said, and I quote, if you're willing to take a risk and you know everybody has their own tolerance for risks, you could figure out if you want to meet somebody, end quote. Truly unbelievable. Since the election of Joe Biden, cancel culture has taken a deadly hold in the United States. But our awesome team at LifeSite took this ban as a challenge and an opportunity. Already, our Rumble channel is starting to catch up to our former 
YouTube daily views, despite having only a fraction of the subscribers. We are also taking legal steps, of course, so we would appreciate prayers and any support you might be able to give to us. By deleting our channel, YouTube has scrubbed the internet of hundreds of hours of video that range from interviews with Catholic cardinals who've previously run Vatican dicasteries, international pro-life leaders and politicians, some of the best original pro-life reporting available. All of our reporting on coronavirus vaccines, masks, and lockdowns has been solidly based in science, not liberal fantasy. When we report inconvenient truths that power-hungry, tyrannical, Chinese Communist Party-serving World Health Organization doesn't like, their allies in big tech are happy to censor us, it seems. YouTube and other tech titans are simply not interested in allowing anyone to dissent from their state-approved liberal totalitarian ideology. Fortunately, we've already taken preemptive measures to ensure that the truth will continue to reach the ears of those most in need of it in these dictatorial times. The best thing you can do to stay in touch with LifeSite News and all of our coverage, text and audio and video, is to come direct to lifesitenews.com where, we'll, where we will be regardless of which different video platform we'll have to switch to. If you want video only, please check out our Rumble channel. At the LifeSite News Rumble channel, you'll find the John Henry Weston Show, the Jonathan Van Maren Show, and all of our awesome on-site coverage by video producer Jim Hale. On the LifeSite Catholic channel, you will, Rumble channel that is, you will find the Father Polari Daily Rosary Show, which airs at noon. You'll also find the Daily Mother Miriam Live Show, as well as the weekly Bishop Strickland Show. We are active on various other platforms too, like Gab and Telegram. And LifeSite News, we must say, will never stop reporting the truth. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston, and may God bless you. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we're communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. 
While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.